Section two of the Glories of Mary by Saint Alphonsus Liguori. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part one, Chapter one, Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, Hail Queen, Mother of Mercy. Section two. How much greater should be our confidence in Mary because she is our mother? not by chance nor in vain do the servants of mary call her mother and it would seem that they cannot invoke her by any other name and are never weary of calling her mother mother indeed for she is truly our mother not according to the flesh but the spiritual mother of our souls and of our salvation sin when it deprives our souls of divine grace also deprive them of life hence when they were dead in sin and misery jesus our redeemer came with an excess of mercy and love to restore us by his death upon the cross that lost life as he has himself declared i am come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly more abundantly because as the theologians teach us jesus christ by his redemption brought us blessings greater than the injury adam inflicted upon us by his sin he reconciled us to god and thus became the father of our souls, under the new law of grace, as the prophet Isaiah predicted, the father of the world to come, the prince of peace. But if Jesus is the father of our souls, Mary is the mother, for, in giving us Jesus, she gave us the true life, and offering upon Calvary the life of her son for our salvation, she then brought us forth to the life of divine grace. At two different times, then as the holy fathers show us mary became our spiritual mother the first was when she was found worthy of conceiving in her virginal womb the son of god as the blessed albertus magnus says saint bernardine of siena more distinctly teaches us that when the most holy virgin on the annunciation of the angel gave her consent to become mother of the eternal word which he awaited before making himself her son she by this consent even from that time demanded of god with lively affection our salvation and she was so earnestly engaged in obtaining it that from that time she has borne us as it were in her womb as a most loving mother st luke says speaking of the birth of our saviour that mary brought forth her first-born son therefore says a certain writer if the evangelist affirms that mary brought forth her first-born is it to be supposed that she afterwards had other children? But the same author adds, If it is of faith that Mary had no other children according to the flesh except Jesus, then she must have other spiritual children, and these we are. Our Lord revealed this to St. Gertrude, who, reading one day the passage of the gospel just quoted, was troubled, not knowing how to understand it, that Mary being the mother of Jesus Christ alone, it could be said that he was her firstborn, and God explained it to her, by telling her that Jesus was her firstborn according to the flesh, but men were her secondborn according to the Spirit. And this explains what is said of Mary in the Holy Canticles. Thy belly is a heap of wheat, set about with lilies. St. Ambrose explains this and says, Although in the pure womb of Mary there was only one grain of wheat, which was Jesus Christ. Yet it is called a heap of grain, because in that one grain were contained all the elect, of whom Mary was to be the mother. 
hence william the abbot wrote mary in bringing forth jesus who is our saviour and our life brought forth all of us to life and salvation the second time when mary brought us forth to grace was when on calvary she offered to the eternal father with so much sorrow of heart the life of her beloved son for our salvation wherefore saint augustine asserts that having then cooperated by her love with christ in the birth of the faithful to the life of grace she became also by this cooperation the spiritual mother of us all who are members of our head jesus christ this is also the meaning of what is said of the blessed virgin in the sacred canticles they have made me the keeper in the vineyards my vineyard i have not kept mary to save souls is willing to sacrifice the life of her son as william the abbot remarks and who was the soul of mary but her jesus who was her life and all her love wherefore saint simeon announced to her that her soul would one day be pierced by a sword of sorrow which was the very spear that pierced the side of jesus who was the soul of mary and then she in her sorrow brought us forth to eternal life so that we may all call ourselves children of the dolors of mary she our most loving mother was always and wholly united to the divine will whence saint bonaventure remarks that when she saw the love of the eternal father for men who would have his son die for our salvation and the love of the son in wishing to die for us she too with her whole will offered her son and consented that he should die that we might be saved in order to conform herself to that exceeding love of the father and son for the human race it is true that in dying for the redemption of the world jesus wished to be alone i have trodden the winepress alone torcular calcavi solus but when god saw the great desire of mary to devote herself also to the salvation of men he ordained that by the sacrifice and offering of the life of the saint jesus she might cooperate with him in the work of our salvation and thus became mother of our souls and this our saviour signified when before expiring he saw from the cross his mother and the disciple st john standing near him and first spoke to mary behold thy son ecce filius to us as if he said to her behold the man who by the offering thou hast made of my life for his salvation is already born to grace and then turning to the disciple he said behold thy mother ecce mater tua by these words says st bernardine of siena mary was then made mother not only of st john but of all men for the love she bore them on this account as silvera observes st john himself when recording this fact in his gospel wrote after that he said to the disciple behold thy mother let it be remarked that jesus christ did not say this to john but to the disciple to signify that the saviour appointed mary for common mother of all those who becoming christians bear the name of his disciples i am the mother of fair love ego sum mater pulcre delectionis said mary because her love as an author remarks which renders the souls of men beautiful in the eye of god prompts her as a loving mother to receive us for her children and as a mother loves her children and watches over their welfare so thou o our most sweet queen lovest us and dost procure our happiness 
says St. Bonaventure. Oh, happy those who live under the protection of a mother, so loving and so powerful. The prophet David, although Mary was not yet born, besought of God's salvation, by dedicating himself to Mary as her son, and thus prayed, Save the son of thy handmaid. Whose handmaid? asked St. Augustine. She who says, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. And who, says Cardinal Bellarmine, who would dare to snatch these children from the bosom of Mary, where they have taken refuge from their enemies? What fury of hell or of passion can conquer them, if they place their trust in the protection of this great mother? It is narrated of the whale, that when she sees her young in peril, from the tempest or their pursuers, she opens her mouth and receives them into her bowels. Just so, says Novarino, does this compassionate mother of the faithful, when the tempest of the passions is raging. She then, with maternal affection, protects them, as it were, in her bowels, and continues to shelter them until she has placed them in the secure haven of paradise. O most loving mother, O most compassionate mother, be ever blessed, and may that God be ever blessed, who has given us thee as a mother, and as a secure refuge in all the dangers of this life. The blessed virgin herself revealed this to St. Bridget, saying, As a mother who sees her son exposed to the sword of the enemy, makes every effort to save him, thus do I, and will I ever do for my children, sinful though they be, if they come to me for help. Behold, then, how in every battle with hell, we shall always conquer, and certainly conquer, if we have recourse to the mother of God and our mother, always repeating, We fly to thy protection, O holy mother of God. We fly to thy protection, O holy mother of God. O oh, how many victories have the faithful obtained over hell, by having recourse to Mary with this short but powerful prayer. That great servant of God, Sister Mary of the Crucifixion, a Benedictine nun, by this means, always conquer the evil spirits. Be joyful, then, all ye children of Mary. Remember that she adopts as her children all those who wish her for their mother. Joyful, for what fear have you of being lost, when this mother defends and protects you? Thus says St. Bonaventure, Every one who loves this good mother and trusts in her protection, should take courage and repeat, What do you fear, O my soul? The cause of thy eternal salvation will not be lost, as the final sentence depends upon Jesus, who is thy brother, and upon Mary, who is thy mother. And St. Anselm, full of joy at this thought, exclaims, in order to encourage us, O blessed confidence, O secure refuge, the mother of God is my mother also. With what certainty may we hope, since our salvation depends on the sentence of a good brother and of a kind mother? Here then, our mother who calls us and says to us, Whosoever is a little one, let him come to me. Little children have always on their lips the word mother, and in all the dangers to which they are exposed, and in all their fears, they cry mother. Ah, most sweet Mary, ah, most loving mother, this is exactly what thou dost desire, that we become little children, and always call upon thee in our dangers, and always have recourse to thee, for thou wishest to aid and save us, as thou hast saved all thy children who have recourse to thee. Example. In the history of the foundation of the Company of Jesus, in the Kingdom of Naples, 
is related the story of a noble youth of Scotland, named William Elphinstone. He was a relation of King James. Born a heretic, he followed the false sect to which he belonged, but enlightened by divine grace, which showed him his errors, he went to France, where, with the assistance of a good Jesuit father, who was like himself a Scotsman, and still more by the intercession of the Blessed Virgin, he at length saw the truth, abjured heresy, and became a Catholic. He went afterwards to Rome, where a friend of his found him one day very much afflicted and weeping. He asked him the cause, and he answered, that in the night his mother had appeared to him and said, My son, it is well for thee that thou hast entered the true church. I am already lost, because I died in heresy. From that time he became more fervent in his devotion to Mary, chose her for his mother, and by her was inspired to become a religious. He made a vow to do so, but being ill, he went to Naples to restore his health by a change of air. But the Lord ordered it so that he should die in Naples, and die a religious. For, having become dangerously ill soon after his arrival there, he by prayers and tears obtained from the superiors admittance, and when about receiving the viaticum, he made his vows in presence of the blessed sacrament, and was enrolled in the society. After this, in the tenderness of his feelings, he gave thanks to his mother Mary, for having rescued him from heresy, and brought him to die in the true church, and in a religious house in the midst of his brethren. Therefore he exclaimed, Oh, how glorious it is to die in the midst of so many angels! Being exhorted to take a little rest, he answered, Ah, this is not the time to rest, when the end of my life is drawing near. Before dying, he said to the persons present, Brethren, do you not see the angels of heaven around me? One of the religious, having heard him murmuring something to himself, asked him what he had said. He answered, that his angel guardian had revealed to him, that he should be in purgatory but a short time, and would soon enter paradise. Then he began again to talk with his sweet mother Mary, and repeating the word, Mother, Mother, he tranquilly expired, like a child falling asleep in the arms of its mother. Soon after, it was revealed to a devout religious that he had already entered paradise. Prayer O oh, my most holy mother, how is it possible that, having so holy a mother, I should be so wicked? A mother so inflamed with love to God, and that I should so love creatures? A mother so rich in virtue, and that I should be so poor? O oh, my most amiable mother, I no longer deserve, it is true, to be thy son, because by my bad life I have rendered myself unworthy. I am content if thou wilt accept me as thy servant. I am ready to renounce all the kingdoms of the earth, to be admitted among the lowest of thy servants. Yes, I am content, but do not forbid me to call thee my mother, this name wholly consoles me, melts me, and reminds me of my obligation to love thee. This name encourages me to confide in thee. When I am the most terrified at the thoughts of my sins and of the divine justice, I feel myself comforted by the remembrance that thou art my mother. Permit me, then, to call thee my mother, my sweetest mother. Thus I call thee, and thus I will ever call thee. Thou, next to God, shalt always be my hope, my refuge and my love, in this valley of tears. And thus I hope to die, commending my soul at the last moment, into thy sacred hands, saying, My mother, my mother Mary, 
help me, have pity on me. Amen. End of section two.